You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, happy Tuesday. Thanks, Kyle. Happy Tuesday to you as well. And it's, it's your day. favorite day of the week. I, you know, I guess when it comes to days of the week, if I had to do power rankings, Tuesday would probably be the second to last. But yeah, what's the last Thursday? Uh, Monday is my least favorite day. Oh, really? Yep. Um, and then if I could split Sunday into two days, I would. The first half of Sunday is always oh, really good, but yeah, then yeah, once yeah. it hits like five p.m., I hate Sunday. Sure. Um. I think the two best days is easily Friday, Saturday. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, that's and interesting. Then, yeah. I mean, I, I think, think Thursday, it's like, I think Thursday is my least favorite day. Is that because it's like just not Friday and you still have a lot of work to do? Yeah. But it's like, I want to mentally check out, but I never can. Yeah. Yeah. Or and you do and or you do and it like, just like you shouldn't. I think Thursday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. You like Sunday over Friday. Uh, yeah. Just because you, you get more of the day. Yeah. You get the whole day. Yeah. I like Sundays where I wake up. Yeah. I don't like, like Sundays sun- when I don't. Nothing's better than like a Sunday, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., mm-hmm. like cup yeah. of coffee, getting some stuff done done around the house. Totally. Maybe you have like an afternoon beer. Totally. Um, of course. And then you have a nice dinner. And Watch then... Yeah, and during football season, and then it hits like 8 p.m. and you're like, "Oh shit, when do I have meetings tomorrow? Um, yeah. Why did I eat a whole bowl of queso? Um, my stomach hurts so bad, you know that whole thing. We've all been there. Yeah, we sure, <laughs> sure, Kaya, whatever you say. Uh, all right, Julian, we have some bad news. Um, yes, well, we good do. news, good news for an individual. Yes, 
because you don't want anybody to be hurt. But um, Paul George, who has not played since Christmas, is coming back. He's playing tonight. We're recording this on a Tuesday, like we just talked about. Um, and he's coming back against the Utah Jazz. So I don't really know. Um, that game hasn't even started yet. Yeah. But so we don't even know how he's going to look. But we've been talking about this for the last two weeks as like, well, the Clippers could be tough if Paul George and or Kawhi Leonard come back. It was reported last week that Paul George was just kind of going through warm-ups with the team the first time he did it all year. And here we are. Um, yep. Paul George is back with the Clippers. Now, you might say, well, Kyle, why is that relevant? Because the the Wolves are up six and a half games on the Clippers from the seventh and eighth seed. Um, well, it's just because they're, the, the Timberwolves more than likely um, – are going to have to play the Los Angeles Clippers yep. in that first play-in game, which is at Target Center. Um, Julian, the 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 Wolves are zero three against the Clippers this season when they have Chris Paul, so that's like the scary part. Uh, Paul uh, George, Paul George. Uh, yep, sorry, I said Chris Paul, didn't I? Yeah. Um, when they have Paul George in the lineup, um, th- that's the bad news. The good news is those games were back in November, and D'Angelo Russell didn't play in two of those games. Yep. Uh, where's your sense of worriedness for the Timberwolves in that first playing game from like a one to 10? Like, like I guess where was it before? And then maybe where is it now? Um, I'd say 10 being extremely like 10. What, what's the scale here? Like 10, 10 being is like, like, I don't think they're going to win. Like I'm yeah, 10 is like 10 is like what our response would be if they were like, Oh yeah. And Kawhi is coming back tomorrow. And yeah. Like, oh fuck. Like, yeah, that would probably okay. be a 10. Um, I think that I'm probably before Paul George coming back was at about a four. And I think now I'm maybe at like a five and a half. Okay. Um, so not, not much of a change. No. I mean, I think the wolves are a pretty different team now than they were in the fall. First of all, second of all, I don't, we don't really know what Paul George is going to look like. Um, I mean, he'll, he'll be good. But he's it's been a while. Like you guys don't just like drop back into peak form, although he does have some time to get ready. So that yeah. it's hurts the wolves. Yeah. Um but a two week. Mostly warm-up. I just think that if the wolves kind of take care of business on their side, they should still be able to beat the Clippers. I think the Wolves still have a better roster than the Clippers do, even with Paul George. Um yeah. and I like I don't know. It's like a little scary. Paul George is a good player, but the wolves have good players too. I just think it's still a game. The wolves should win. And if they can't like, that's a problem because you have to be able to beat a team with a good player. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Mine is probably more in like the seven range just because, you know, like you never know how a young team is going to press in the, in the playoffs, like that's young and true. inexperienced that's a team. Um, especially when you have somebody like Paul George, like, uh, I think I think that Clippers were like really reeling. I think they lost like six out of the last eight, but before this. But who knows? You're right. Like we don't know how Paul George is going to come back. We don't know. Like there's a lot of new faces on the Clippers. Um, you know, like and and to your point, if you lose that first game and suddenly you're like, well, if we got the if you know we lose to the Clippers, then we're the eight seed. Then you're playing the Suns in in, in a series that you likely lose in four or five games. With that being said, if you lose to the Clippers, like. Do you, like, did you think you were going to make a run against the Grizzlies? Like, exactly. And it, That's and exactly it sounds like John ja, ja Morant would come back anyways. Um, it seems like he's going to be out for another week or two, but it sounds like he'll be fine for the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I guess that would be like where I would 
make my argument is like it's similar to the Nets, right? Where everybody's like, well, the Nets, if they're the ninth seed, watch out for them if they're the eight seed, but they might not even make it out of that. It's like, well, if they don't make it out, like why are we why are we talking about them beating the yeah, you know, the the heat in in a seven game series if they can't beat the Hornets in one? Um right. Yeah. And I get it. It's like a smaller sample size and the better team wins over a longer series, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, just just interesting news overall. Um, it's just it's just funny because I I think that like by and large the way the NBA playoffs are structured is like pretty fair, you know, it gives teams an opportunity to compete and yeah, I don't know like that like and they're kind of teams are generally speaking in charge of their own destinies, so it's been funny to kind of hear all this kind of nitpicking around kind of the details of the NBA playoff process, because I don't think anybody really believes that the NBA playoffs aren't a fair way of determining who should win the championship. You know, even though there's all these little kind of process critiques we can make, or it's like, Oh, like the wolves are so good. Why are they the seventh seed? It's like, well, cause there are, or why do they have to play in the play in as the seventh seed? It's like, cause there's six teams that are better. Well, and you know, yeah, you know, it's just like it's it, it, it's so and it's just I don't know. It's funny. I know I, I, I totally agree. And I was listening to a podcast. Brian Windhorst had a podcast today and they were kind of talking about the teams, too. And it's like, well, like, OK, then would it be fair to pencil the this team that you think so good in the playing game to like win the first round? And it's like, well, no, they're not that good. And it's like, well, yeah, right. then yeah. then like one more game should matter. But. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to be an entertaining game at Target Center. Um, I, I guess I don't oh, yeah. know Norman Powell's status. Um, I could probably look that up quick um, because that's another guy that could come back. Um, Norman Powell, when are you coming back? Um, could return in seven about- to could return in seven to ten days. So <laughs> you, you have you have two weapons potentially coming back. I, I agree, though. Even with like George and Powell, I, I think the Wolves are probably a better team still. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're at home. I mean, that's just like one of those games where, and we, we will get in more into, into this later. Like we don't have to break down this one game series yet when we're still going to talk about the wolves potentially getting the six seed later. But, um, it's, it's just one of those games where you see, and it's not, it's probably not fair to say this about towns this year, but in, in that, in that rocket series two years ago, he was like just pretty non-existent against Clint totally. Capella. You have D'Angelo Russell who has consistently not shown up for like big games. And you might say to yourself, well, D'Angelo Russell's been part of big wins this year to say he's been part of a big win because he played well. And like saying he's gone missing in big games is kind of a different thing. I'm I'm saying like when the wolves have needed like Russell the most over the last few games, he's been, so it's going to be a really good, it's going to be a really big test. And I think we're going to learn a lot about the the wolves in those games um, and and how they play. I mean, undoubtedly, undoubtedly so. I mean, it's the the Clippers game to me is scary because there are so many guys in the Clippers that you could see kind of just popping off for a game. Like yeah. the Clippers would not scare me in a series, but they kind of scare me in a single game. In if one that game. makes sense. Just yeah. because I think you could see kind of Cat feeling like he should dominate Zubats. Yeah. And kind of go, you know, doing the thing that Kat does where he just like tries too hard and Zubats is actually like a pretty decent defender, you know? So like that. And then you could see Norm erupting for 30 randomly because he can do that if he hits threes or like if Rocco hits five threes, you know, it's just kind of like, 
one of those weird, one of those teams that is, has really not bit lived up to their potential at all, but they also haven't necessarily become any different than the team that gave us a reason to think they had potential in the first place. So you could kind of see that potential coming through in one game and then them just getting blown out in the playoffs. So it's, it's tough. I don't know. It's definitely a hard game, but they, the wolves, I mean, they'll be at home. Yeah. Yeah. They should win the game. I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to like ring the, the alarm bells, but I mean no. the Clippers without Kawhi last year did make a little bit of a run in the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, they're definitely scarier with Paul George and you know, maybe that, um, you know, maybe that we'll get into the standings here in a little bit. Well, I could just go through them right now. Um, the wolves are two games back from the, the nuggets right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is with, uh, seven games remaining. So, I mean, you kind of have to run the table if you're the wolves, um, including a game against the nuggets. Um, don't look now, but the jazz, they're, they're only two and a half game back, 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 back games back from the jazz. So you yeah. have some, you have another outlay of something, you know, goes crazy. Um, you know, th- there is a scenario, I think, at the end of the season where, um, and I don't know, like, how likely this scenario is at all, but you play, the Wolves play the Nuggets uh, with, like, five games left, and then the Wolves have the Rockets, Wizards, and Spurs. So there's, like, a weird way that even if you're, like, two and a half games back out, you can get within one and a half, and then you have three pretty easy opponents. And while the Nuggets have the... Uh, Lakers, Spurs, Grizzlies, and Lakers to close out the season. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Man, um, it really I'm depends a, on what's going on with the Lakers, though, huh? I know, right? And like, it seems like LeBron's LeBron might not even come back this year. Yeah. Um, who knows about Davis? When we joked about the Spurs making a run for that ten spot, I I meant it as like, wow, that'd be crazy if that happens. I don't You're think it will. It. And now it's like it seems probable that it's going to happen. Um, so that that is um. That is interesting. Right now, over at uh, five thirty-eight, the Wolves are still projected uh, to finish two games behind the Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets at forty-nine wins, the Wolves at forty-seven. For what it's worth, if you're keeping an eye on the on the um, Lakers Spurs, the Lakers and the Spurs are both uh, um, projected at thirty-four wins. So, and I, I don't know if the model like projects LeBron being out or how they do that, but um, yeah, so. Uh, regardless, we have college hoops, uh, back on, uh, this weekend and Hey, talk about a hell of a, uh, elite eight game between UConn and, um, uh, what was it? Is it North Carolina state that they played last so, night? Yeah. I wasn't able to um, watch it, but page backers, man, unbelievable, yeah, really like good. pretty underwhelming first half NC state, um, yeah. NC state. Yep. And, um, she just was like, just took over and you like, you always know when, and I guess I don't even have a comparison for this, but you always know when somebody's just like completely cold blooded when they mm-hmm. make like eight or nine free throws in the last like 10 or 15 minutes of the game. And then they show their free throw percentage for the season. And it's like 68%. <laughs> and you're like, wait, you're not even a good free throw shooter. It's like Giannis like how- in the finals last year. Yeah. yeah. Like all of a sudden it's like, Oh, he went 18 for 21. And you're like, Oh, yeah, okay. Totally. Well, I guess. Yeah. It's like the anti Ben Simmons. Um, well, regardless, if you're watching college basketball this weekend, college basketball fans, do I have a treat for you? Join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, it's that simple. If they win, you win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, if they win, you win with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, we went through the standings. Um, Wolves up next on Wednesday. So the day you're listening to this, they play mm-hmm. the Raptors in Toronto. Um, Toronto's are in a Toronto's in like a very interesting thing. So as of Tuesday, so uh, Tuesday before the games, the Raptors are in the sixth seed. Um, they are tied, uh, you know, fifth, fifth, and sixth seed with the Bulls. Uh, they're they're only three and a half games back from the four seed, and that's the Celtics, but they're not going to get there. Um, but then they're only a game up on the Cavs in the play-in. So you have this weird thing. And again, I don't even, I don't know if you knew this, Julian. You probably did because you're much smarter than I am. But um, on the Win Horse Pod today, so they 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 talked about how the Celtics they didn't have three players. They didn't have uh, I think it was Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and then Robert Williams, who who's yep. who's hurt now. But they didn't have uh, those two players make the trip to Toronto. But they they said something pretty interesting opposing players have to stay in their hotel rooms if they're not vaccinated for the games. Mm-hmm. And there's been like a lot of suspect players that just haven't made the trip to Toronto or had like a lingering injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think there was a report out saying the wolves were all vaccinated, but if there is like a myster- mysterious illness of a player that didn't make the trip to <laughs> Toronto, um, you can probably, uh, re- wait. So who on the Celtics didn't go? It was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, now I'm there's sure no Jalen Brown is vaccinated. So there, there, there's no, um, and, and I hope I'm right about that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure those were the two guys. Um, if 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 I'm wrong, please. Are we starting conspiracy theories? No, but no, but that like this is a real thing. No, um, totally. Yep. So, uh, what's what's going to be interesting about this is in the Eastern Conference playoffs, whoever plays the raptors on the road you better hope that everybody on your team is vaccinated um Mm -hmm. because it seems like there's a scenario where even the raptors could slide to that seven seed and then they host the nets in a play-in game and Kyrie won't be able to play um it's it's very interesting um you know having the game in canada and not in in the u.s so something to keep an eye on yeah um Hmm, but that's really interesting yeah totally it is, yeah, and we we can look this up a little bit more. I I should have probably before this. I was just listening to it on a podcast, and I was like, hmm, that is very interesting, and adds a whole layer to the playoffs of like teams that don't want to play the Raptors, not necessarily because they're good, because they are really good, and we'll go through that in a second, but um, because like because yeah, they don't, don't out themselves about having lied about their players' vaccination status, either that or like a player that's even openly not vaccinated is just like not able to play yeah, half right. the series. Man, where, I'm really curious if Tatum and Brown are vaccinated. Um, let me, I'm going to go to the basketball reference just to see who played and who didn't play. Um, so they lost 112 to 115. Um, did not play yet. Yeah, uh, Jalen Smith and Jason Tatum both weren't, um, they were inactive. Huh. So they didn't, they didn't make the trip. Yeah. So. I think Jason Tatum is, vaccinated because didn't he get covid really bad um oh and al horford al Al horford didn't make the trip either i think jason tatum got covid like really bad well i know he did like last year and then he got vaccinated but i'm i'm really curious about that it's interesting in um windhorse podcast too today he talked about how uh um i forget who they traded um who did they uh, josh richardson 
um, isn't vaccinated. He's had COVID like five times. So I guess at some point you're like, well, I won't get it again. And then you just keep getting it again. Um, I don't know how that works. Um, oh, baby. So Wolves and Raptors on Wednesday, the Raptors beat the Wolves 103 to 91 back in February at Target Center. Um, I think we all thought and assumed that the Raptors, this would be like a, you know, kind of a, a stepping stone year of um, maybe tanking. They, they, um, uh, they, they traded uh, the player I just talked about, Norman Powell, um, to the, the Blazers. Um, they end up getting Gary Trent Jr., and you're like, kind of, what, which direction is this team going? Are they going to trade Pascal Siakam? Mm-hmm. Well, suddenly they are just doing what they always do. Nick Nurse, <laughs> um, they have 43 wins. Um, Pascal Siakam is back. He, so he, good. <laughs> yeah, 22 points, eight rebounds, five assists a game. You have Fred Van Fleet doing his thing with 21 points a game. Gary Trent Jr., uh, 18%, 38% from the three-point line. OG Ananobi you know, 17 points and in, in, in five rebounds per game. And then you have Scotty Barnes, who's probably the, the, the biggest surprise of them all with 15 points and eight rebounds per game. He's so um, good. Shooting 49% from the field. Like he's been really good. He's so um, And if you just like look at the core of this team, and I know that you're probably still like, like the Raptors, maybe they, they, they sneak out a series against a team. I don't know who it would be, but, the, but you know, they, they, I could see him going seven games, but you look at this team Siakam 27, Van Fleet 27, Gary Trent Jr. 23, Ananobi 24, Scotty Barnes 20, um, Preston Chua 22. Um, you just look at that team and you're like, wow, they really are just like one player away, really. And and you oh, wonder, yeah. um, you know, free agency, Toronto is not a huge destination, but you just wonder if if there is a team or if there is a player that's like in the Kawhi situation where it's like, hey, like here is, uh, you know, uh, OG Ananobi for X star. Like, let's see what we can do here. So, um, totally. Yeah. I mean, the, the Raptors have like both, they kind of have the whole world in front of them, you know, like they could continue to develop these guys and probably get even better just through development. Yeah. And they have the horses to kind of make a big trade if they want to. Um, you're absolutely yeah. right. So, so I don't know. That's, they're just always a franchise to watch because they're just so freaking well run, you know, like, and even in recruiting players, like Masai Uhiri will be able to sell somebody on his vision of the team. Oh, he's already won a championship. hundred percent. It's like, I, I, I think that they could be competitive with free agents. I think probably, I don't, I know that this class isn't crazy good and I guess I don't really know what they need. Like specifically, like, I feel like maybe like kind of a guard wing guard forward. Like maybe you want Gary Trent coming off your bench. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Well, and it's, it's interesting too. Cause it's like, I don't mean to shit on the wolves at all. Um, because they like what, they, what the wolves have done this season, especially from where they've been, they're 43 and 33. We didn't think there'd be a playing team. And, yeah. but we're, we're all talking about it. Um, because it, it's a big deal. Uh, the Raptors are, you know, a half game better. Um, and like nobody's talking about the Raptors. So, um, to me, that, that's going to be a tough game on Wednesday night. So, um, we'll see, we'll see what they can do. Um, Julian, the, the ringer, uh, they released their, uh, NBA mock draft the other day. Hmm. Um, and I, I tweeted this because normally, especially for you, you, you and I, those two years, um, with the wolves, uh, normally like mid March, late March, baby, <laughs> that was basically us going through draft research and watching uh-huh. these college games and being like, wow, 
who is going to be really good and like and then who is going what to superstar will the wolves take in the second round this year yeah or like <laughs> if the, you know with the fourth pick what would sure, they take yep, yep. um whatever it is and this is the first year where i was like oh my god um i haven't even thought of the draft really um at all yeah that's so nice. We'll, we'll, of course, later this offseason, we'll do a whole draft show because what else are we going to talk about in like June? But um, I want to do a quick refresher because we just talked about how the Raptors have like all these pieces where they can kind of like do whatever they want and um, they can kind of create, you know, you know, get these, get, get, they can get a veteran star, they can go young if they want. Well, Julian, I have some news for you. The Timberwolves own every first round pick of theirs. The, the Andrew Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell trade is over. Uh, the Wolves own every pick from here on out, pretty much. Um, not pretty much, they do. Um, and then second round picks, th- those are kind of weird. Like this year, they own their pick, um, but the more favorable of, of Philadelphia and Denver, whatever that pick is. And then they have Washington's pick at two. Those are just second round picks. So they'll have okay. three picks this year. But I don't know, just something to keep on your radar is like we approach the offseason. I would imagine Gupta is going to want to make his pick. But, uh, mm-hmm. again, like, we, you know, we're, we talk about the Lakers right now. I'm like, oh, my God, the Lakers suck. And it wouldn't be so bad if the Lakers sucked. But it's like the Lakers don't have a first-round pick until 2027. Yeah. So that that's that's alarming, or it's a first-round pick that they can trade until 2027. So th- that's where it's like, oh, my God, like, not only yeah, not only are they, are they bad, they just don't have any flexibility the wolves are in a good spot because they do have flexibility. And I I'm, I'm normally not like a huge fan of like trading your first round pick for stars uh, or uh, like limited play, like veterans. Uh, we saw the Mavericks do it for years and um, I, you know, they, they want a title, but like it was just their way of like staying underneath the salary cap and, and, you know, not having to like not converting that first round pick into first round pick money and yep. blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I just think that's fun. So, I think um, this is a great time for the Wolves to trade their firsts. You do, like you're saying, like even before like this, like this draft, like you want them, like we're gonna give X team twenty the twenty twenty two pick and the twenty twenty four pick for somebody you know, and and a contract, maybe Patrick Beverly for someone. Yeah, I, I'm I, just saying I, that because he gets, I, yes, he gets paid. Yes, a lot. I, I think that because I think like you have your players right now and they're on. I think the Wolves don't have a bunch of insane contracts except for uh, however you feel about D'Lo, but I mean, he's a max guy, whatever. And then you have got all of these bench pieces who are like working and you've got a lot of them on friendly contracts. Like, I don't know with just with how this year has gone. I mean, you, you're, you can make your pick and feel totally comfortable, you know, but if an opportunity comes to move this, like, probably pretty solidly mediocre first round pick. Yeah. Plus another one like in two years for like a real impact player. I would do it. Well, and that's why you've that, that like we, we looked at that Beverly, we've talked about this before and I don't, I don't mean to like single him out. I have to look at like all the team's contracts, but like, that's why you sign these players to like these, maybe they don't look great contracts. Like they're like, Oh my God, is that guy worth $12 million a year? And you're like, well, probably not. But also, if you want to trade for a star and like put picks next to it, there, then, then you know it's a little easier to do. So absolutely, I don't know. Yeah, we should do. I mean, when we get to the off season, I'm sure we'll do lots of stuff about like what the wolves should do because you know we we know what the wolves should do. We we know everything. We we know everything. Um, 
but uh yeah i mean this uh, like in many 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 years past i would say the wolves should absolutely not trade firsts but i think they should at least kick the tires and i'm sure they are yeah um one more thing before we go did you see uh on friday night's game we weren't able to watch it and i don't think we touched it on our weekend pod gerson rosas at the game yes i was gonna talk to you about this but i forgot to what a weird so let's go through this credentialed by the knicks Yep, credentialed by the Knicks. But he That's chose to sit courtside as a fan. That is, did he stay there the whole game? I think so. So oh I don't know if, well, maybe not. But he was go like he, but you know, you and I know, like if you're credentialed, you don't get courtside seats. Like you get the media section. Yeah. You know, um, it's, so it's like the section for the media and like the visiting team. I saw uh, Krasinski's tweet. Um, says that he was just sitting courtside um, pregame. Oh, just pregame. I think it was just pregame. My guess is he sat back in his seat, but that's still weird. Um, So let's go through this. So he's a consultant for the Knicks right now. We know that. Okay, whatever. Um, Two, the game that you come back to or the game that you try to scout is against the Timberwolves, which tells me that Gerson Rosas still lives in the Twin Cities because it's convenient and it's it's easy to get to, right? We, we, we can put that together. Yeah, also he didn't weird fly from New York to Washington. exactly like he was just, he's been in Minnesota the whole time. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The second part of it that's weird is that Gerson Rosas was the GM for the Mavericks for like two weeks in 2013. Yeah. And the yeah. two, and, and they were just like, nah, this isn't going to work out. So he also came back in a game that featured them. And he's like talking, there's like a picture of him and Mark Cuban or whatever. And it's like, wasn't this weird for you stay networking networking. i guess like no uh yeah very weird and 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 i get it like i saw carl and town senior like not everybody in the organization hates gerson like he has some fans certainly um like i think people krasinski wrote a story of like some people were like oh this is cool whatever other people were like okay this is really weird like we all kind of hated this guy Mm -hmm. and now he's here Mm -hmm. trying to like um, you know, well, I think it's probably give, the give. least weird for the players. Yeah. Because all this stuff with Gerson, it's like, he was not as difficult to work with for the players as he was for his staff. Yeah. So I think that's probably like the players a, are probably the least affected by this. Just a, weird, a very weird, weird situation. Thing. I wonder if the Knicks uh, sent him to try to recruit Carl. I mean, honestly, I think that's, that's my theory. Yeah, it's actually just to like keep up his reputation or his relationship with Carl so that if he becomes disillusioned, the Knicks can try to get him to force a trade to New York. Wow. I now that you see when you say it out loud, it makes sense. (laughs) I I mean, I don't think that's happened. Like, I I don't think Carl's not realistic, you know? Yeah, weird, weird organization. Yeah, I do, but. We, before this podcast, we were kind of talking about like self-awareness. There's a difference between like being self-aware and then like the, I like, I just don't really give a fuck. And I respect the second one. So if that's what Gerson was doing, then I'm like totally in for it. But if it's like the, I just kind of need attention again. So I'm going to this game, then I'm out. But yeah, well, we'll never know. Cause I don't talk to him. So I guess we could try to get him on the pod. We can try to get him on the pod. Well, I don't think it's going to go well. I don't think so. Oh, all right, he Julian. Weren't, weren't exactly nice to him when he was the GM. He was, I mean, I will say he was fine when he started at the Wolves. 
Like he was pretty nice to us. Yeah. Um, and then you started to hear rumblings that maybe he wasn't so nice. Well, yeah. I just think his, all of his stuff was just kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. We get like the culture and like the yeah. family first and like they all have, if a corporation ever starts talking about how your family, well, I mean, always, it's always a red flag. The Timberwolves literally did that. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm saying like on the business side. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, during like during COVID, they were like, yeah. "Hey, we're all family here," and like, like let's lay off twenty percent of people. Kyle. And and it's like, oh wait, I thought we were family. What happened? You can't fire your family. You hey, you don't fire your or, family you, if you could. Yeah, I could if yeah. I would. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I thought we were family. Uh, and I called my dad, and he told me he fired me too. And it was just a real tough day for old Kyle. Really, the problem with Kyle, you had a, it was your definition of family that was screwed up. It wasn't. <laughs> I just didn't know what, yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what a real family was. Um, all right, Julian, uh, we'll be back later this week. We have our three-star sports card card corner. We'll get to, uh, thank you, DraftKings. Um, we're going to do some pack wars this week. Um, what yeah, is thank pack you, ever, war? You may never what is know. It? It's, you, you will You'll never know. You'll have to know. listen and find out. You'll have to listen and find out, and we will tweet at the video. So I um, almost just told you. He almost just told you. But now you, you have to come back. So now, so now you have to come back. You have to come back and listen. Uh, all right, Julian, thank you so much, people, for listening. Thank you, you rock, and we will talk to you next time.